Now listen, we have given you this year the best set up in the history of this school. The best you've ever had. Tomorrow morning I'm going to talk to you about the kind of setup you've had here and what you've had and what you know. What you know and nobody else knows. As I go into this message this morning, I want you to keep this in mind. We think that you are the best crowd in the world, but that isn't satisfactory. The fact that we think you're the best, that isn't satisfactory. Some people say, no crowd, well that's nothing. Whenever you get away, you get satisfied, you're just no good, that's all. Uh, all my life, it's been, this service tonight must be better than last night. Whenever you get away, you just sit down, I'm satisfied, I'm satisfied, we're so nice, and we're so wonderful, everybody pats on the back, speakers talk about what a wonderful place, and they're right about it, but that's nothing. You don't have much to compare yourself with in this day and time. Uh, you, you go to compare, who you comparing yourself with, I'd like to know. Uh, things in such a bad mess in this country. So you need to strut your stuff and say, well, I'm... Uh, you wouldn't walk up and look at a fellow in uh, homeless sin and, and say, I'm better looking his. What are you comparing yourself with? This institution doesn't have much in this modern day to compare itself with. Everybody knows education's gone to the devil. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows what's happening in this country. Everybody knows they're drinking in dormitories. Everybody knows that they're smoking cigarettes. Everybody knows the flower of modesty is withering in the cheeks of young. Everybody knows it. What are we bragging and strutting about? You take the institution of this country, the Christian. I know a certain Christian institution in this country. A fellow told me one time, he said, I went into the school. Now, this is no reflection on the school. No misunderstanding, no reflection on the school. It's another institution. But he said, I went into, on that train, on a bus to that school, with six young people, girls sitting all over boys, hugging them and kissing them and smoking cigarettes, going to a Christian school. What are you comparing yourself with? So, well, don't, don't feel too nice when they say we are better than the rest of them. No standards in this day. That's what's the matter. The standards are falling down. We've overthrown God's standards. Now, I won't talk to you about that this morning, and tomorrow morning I'm going to talk about your opportunities here. Now, we think you're the best people in the world. We think we have the finest young folks. We think you're the loveliest people on earth. We think we have the best faculty. We think we have the best educational technique. We think we have the most wonderful spiritual I'm in saying that in all sincerity. And the more I see it, the more I feel it. But that's nothing. That don't mean we're satisfied. That doesn't mean we're contented. That doesn't mean we're going to sit down and rest on our oars. Say, who are all for ourselves and throw kisses to ourselves and pat ourselves on our backs, lazy backs, and sit back and say, oh, I'm a nice boy, not us. That's not the way this institution. We've just started the setting up standards. We're just getting the beginning of this thing. Now, I want you to notice something this morning. In the 12th chapter of Romans, just a, a little verse of quotation. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, with the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, hold acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. That's the positive, sir. Ask you to do something. They tell you what not to do, and I won't talk to you about what it tells you not to do. You know, we talk about no negative preaching, of course. Now, if you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy, except unto God, uh, this second verse uh, wouldn't be necessary to The second verse comes in because you folks don't do the first verse. He said, now the reason you're to present your body as a living sacrifice, so this other thing won't happen. Be not conformed to this world. That's what I'm talking Be not conformed. Be not conformed. In other words, don't let the world make your standards for you. Don't let the world put you in the same mold it molds its crowd and turn you out. So you look like a world. That's what's the matter. We've standardized everything. World standardized education. So many hours for graduation. So many for this. So many for that. Well, we throw in some extra hours. World comes along and standardizes society. Now, don't misunderstand me. You're in the world. Uh, you're supposed to ride on trains and 
Maybe go up in planes and travel in buses. And that's all right. Jesus went around his day. Uh, when it came eating time, he sent the disciples in town to get something to eat. Certain things legitimate in this world. You're in this world, you're to use the world, but not abuse. But you are not to let a godless world make it your standards and put you in the same mold it puts itself in. You have any right to do anything in the world contrary to the word of God. I remember the other day we told some people in the art department here. Now you talk about the great masterpieces of art. I've been through the art galleries of Europe. Uh, say that's a great work of art up there. It's a nude woman. Well, listen, listen. Because the world paints women nude, uh, that's no reason we paint them nude. Now, anything in art that we can have and be Christian, all right. If there's a picture up there the Last Supper, it may not be theologically correct. To tell me so much of it isn't theologically correct. But whenever we've got to say, well, we've got to have a standard. It's a dirty, rotten, stinking lie. You don't have to have anybody's standards unless they're God's standards. You know what I mean? Listen, we delete things in music here. We delete things in literature. We delete, listen, listen. We're not going to swallow the dirty, rotten drama of our modern, wicked, hellish age. We're not going to do it. It's all right for you to know that a certain naked woman on a wall of an art gallery in Europe is, is over there. They call it a work of art, but put your curtain down and hide her. Don't say, you know, everything's so beautiful, so lovely. That's conform to the world. We have opera music here. Listen, but we don't take the standards of opera. Opera got the music away from us. It's God's music. We put opera music here, but opera doesn't standardize what we do. We don't even let an educational association made up of pagans and infidels and modernistic people. We don't let them standardize our work. We do our own standards. Not to let the world throw you in a mold and throw you out. Girls come along here and say, I'm going to dress like these. So right, look nice. But when they sets up standards of dressing very modest, and you go along that way, you're a sinner, that's all. You're doing what God Almighty told you not to. And you're doing the same thing in religion. Come along here and denomination set up standards. Any standards set up by any denomination, it's all right with God, all right. The Baptist church, the Methodist church, Presbyterian church, any other church sets up standards. But when the world moves a little something and throws it in and they catch it and hold up and say, Hurrah for it! I'm against them. Any person in this country that supports a program by your influence, your money, or registering in an institution for religious training that isn't right, I know I say religious training. Something wrong with it. Something wrong with you. If you pack your duds, you preacher boys, and go to theological seminaries that have accepted the world's standards and the world's modernistic scholarship, and you go there to train preacher for the minister of the gospel, you're a dirty double cross. So you've sold out Jesus Christ. Don't pat yourself on your dirty back and think you're decent. You've had standards in this school. You've listened to them in this conference. I know a certain theological seminary in this country uh, we've been perfectly friendly to. When they took them to the National Association of Seminaries, the committee went there, and the man that chaired the committee was a Jesuit Roman Catholic priest. And a modernistic Methodist preacher on a quake. 
went to that seminary and got to that seminary and the Quaker, the Catholic Jesuit priest, uh, conducted the chapel. It's tagged as denomination institution. Well, I got to go along with... You haven't got to do anything of the kind. You've got to do right and answer the God Almighty. The other day, Dr. Ironside, who always knows the answer in the Bible, we're talking about the plain rank, common, ordinary, everyday people in this country. Talking about these old country saints that don't know anything. These women sit in the corner of the house and use a turkey buzzard fan and fan their old sweaty faces when they're tired from cooking. Get out of the Bible and read it. Sing the hymns. And then they pack up and go to church on Sunday. Some upstart out of a modernistic uh, institution gets up there and gives them a talk on social service. They sing the hymns and read the Bible. Don't know what he's saying half the time, but he's to them the servant of God. I said, Doctor, you know, I think the Lord will be merciful to him. Oh, he said, I know he will. I said, you read all that. And he said, tire, tire at church in Revelation. Where he said, uh, some of you folks don't know about this dirty sellout. He didn't use that language. I put that in. You don't know about it. You don't know about this woman calling herself a prophet. You don't know about that, sister. I said, I won't put any more burden on you. You just go on, hold what you have. But you students in Bob Jones University, you know what's going And when you line up with modernists in any theological seminary or anywhere else for preferment of position, the devil's molding you in his own dirty mold. I don't care who you are. Don't talk pious around me. Get you some standards. You know, we employ some of these standards. We're being conformed to them. Let me tell you something. The world's making standards today for churches, preachers, and pulpits. They're being made for them. And they're going to make your standards if you let them. Listen, it's a sin when a group of preachers on Monday morning are supposed to be at a place at a certain time for a meeting for the lazy loafers to drag in there when they get ready. And make a crowd of ten preachers sit here and wait to waste 30 minutes for the lazy loafers to drag in. tell you something. You go to analyze what's going on and there's something fundamental. Every position that this school takes is built upon the fundamental Christian position. Everything we do around you, there isn't one thing that we have in a room that hasn't been thought out prayerfully on our knees before God. And they've been brought to you after the accumulated experiences of years in Christian work. You know something else you've got here? It's purely worldly standards. A leaning complex. They'll come in the business office. Well, I'm a cow. How you gonna get me through? Now, if they came and said, you know, I'm up against I've had a few good students come see me and say, Dr. Bob, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm really up against it. Can you give me any advice? Can you make a suggestion? But it's not that sad you don't part something. It's sort of, here I am now. Here I am. 
I know you're up against it. I know you're up against it. Some of you are. We'll always help you, too, if you're the right kind. But, you know, we don't like to feel like they just lean over a little, leaning company. That's why we let Uncle Sam do it. That's the world. Uncle Sam want to get me a job? United States government ought to take care of me. I'll give me a pension. We've developed a generation of leaners. Now, it's all right. I'm not talking about that. If you come in there and say, what can I do here? Is there any work I can do? Is there anything you can advise me around here? I'm up against it. We die for you, know it. But you know that sort of psychology of just leaning. There's so many things I'd like to tell you about that haven't. Time. Uh, one thing that's of the world, it's a whispering age. Have you heard so-and-so? Whisperers. Just start whispers. Whisper. That's the world. I'll tell you this now. Of course, it's confidential. Don't say anything about it. Of course, I'm doing it for the glory of God, you know. For the glory of God. Whisper. Devil doesn't say he's doing it for the glory of God. Old liar. We haven't had much of that less year than any place I've ever been. But we're not satisfied because it's less. Oh, I know we better than the rest of them. I know that. Listen, there's less of the destructive power of the devil on this campus than any place I know. I know it. But let's don't have any of it. You know why we don't have it? You know why we don't let the devil get in here? Whenever the devil comes to the door of this place and sticks his foot inside the door, somebody runs and gets the gospel baseball bat. And we push the door open and knock him in the head and drag him off. Listen, this institution could become like any of the rest of them and could become worse than the rest of them. You ought to thank God Almighty every day on your knees that, that we just try to stay ahead of the devil. We're always on the job. Uh, they tell me that there's a good deal of lying going around. Just a not straight out lying, you know. That's the devil. He's the father of lies. You don't exactly lie. It's not a straight out lie. It's a Sort of an excuse lie. <laughs> it's a polished lie. It's a, a lie with its nose powder. It's a lie with its hair comb. That's, that's the nicest lie in the world. Just fix it up. Truth breakers. Somebody told me we had a boy on this campus that got engaged to a girl one day and broke up with her the next. That fellow either is mentally wrong or morally wrong. Girl ought to thank God Almighty she got rid of him because he's either wrong at heart or he's an idiot. Fellow thinks he loves one one day and breaks up the next day, I'm wrong with him. Some of the finest girls we ever had on this campus were girls engaged to each fellas, the finest characters we ever had, and the boys stepped on their hearts and left them here humiliated. Truth breakers. That's the world. No regard for what you say. 
preacher say, I'll hold you a meeting and then cancel. I have never for 50 years canceled engagement except when I was sick in bed. I've asked to be released once or twice if they could. But I have never in my life for 50 years said I'd be there and then said I won't come. I've been in awful close places. And I said I'll be with you. And then they, some company, I said, I found out I'm mistaken about the situation. They said, can you release me? And I said, oh God, work it out for me. If you get away, your word's no good. Your word's no good. If you get away when you tell a girl you love her, you're a liar. Or you think you love her and you, you're superficially emotional nobody. You're not to tell her you know. You ought to wait you know what you do. You don't have to hurry anything. So much I can't get to it. I asked Miss Riley to write down some about the girls. So I won't see how it conforms to the world, whether we're living up to where the devil's mold us. Said that the girls uh, complain over little things, some of them. Little things. Now get along with your roommate. Little things. It's a griping spirit, a discontented griping spirit. That's the age we live in. Discontent. Don't know when you're well off. Married and can't stay married. Go to one school and get started along the line, and you know you're on the right line. Get restless. Discontent. Won't go somewhere else. Not discontent on any moral ground, any Bible ground. Just discontent. Just, just discontent. Looking around for something wrong. Instead of looking where it is in your own heart, just looking around and see what you can find. That's the world. Listen, listen, if there's something morally wrong, something fundamentally wrong, something crooked, all right to get discontent. But when you are discontented in an atmosphere where things are right morally and spiritual, and functioning in a normal spiritual way, you are being conformed to the world. Paul said, I've learned whatever state I am. Be content. Reading it, he is the will of God. His Riley said sometime, now this isn't general. I'm, don't, don't any of this to happen dropping here this morning. Don't think I'm skinning everybody around here. Uh, this is just a little skinning of a few folks. We're just trying to get ahead of the devil as old. When a girl is calling to break the regulation, she is surprised when they give a punishment. You were. Instead of walking in and saying, I, I'm sorry I broke a resolution, a regulation there with you, I, I ought to have some demerits. I'm very sorry I was off guard. I, it'll remind me if you give me demerits. Did you know the worst thing to happen to you in this school for your character, your life, is get away with anything? The best thing that can happen to you or anybody in this school is get caught every time you break a rule. That checks you. And when you want to get by and break a rule or a regulation, get away with it. You are not hurting anybody but yourself. And the cause of the Christian testimony, because after a while, you do something. 
Listen, if everybody on this earth knew he's going to get caught every time he breaks a law, they'd quit breaking law in this country. Begin with kids getting away of things at home, getting away of things in school, cheat on examination. I talked to some girls the other day in a certain school, in a certain state, high school, Christian girl. They said everybody cheats in high school here. Just cheat. Cheat in university over this country. Just cheat. Cheat it. Get away with it, see. Get a diploma. Get a diploma you don't earn. Get a degree you don't deserve. Got something that you're not entitled to. It's as much stolen property as if you'd have slipped in somebody's house and got some money. Let me tell you, these are terrible days. Every school in this country has to ship thieves every year. They ship thieves to protect themselves. We ship them not just to protect ourselves, but to protect the testimony of the school. Once in a while, we've shipped them here from some offense, some offense that we couldn't possibly keep here, and their parents will write us letters and justify and blame the school. Everybody's to blame except the fellow that Eve said the, uh, Adam said the woman did it, and Eve said the devil did it. You can hardly have this many girls this day and time without having one thief in the ground. You can hardly bring this many boys here without having one thief in it. There'll, there'll be a thief and a crook in a crowd this big anywhere. There you go. You could get this many preachers together in an evangelistic conference. Wouldn't be somebody that was crooked. You just can't get them in this day. They just don't somehow seem to gravitate together. And Miss Riley's told them over and over and over and ever leave them under the dormitory. And you know the girls will go right on and leave it and then lose it. That's... That's the careless spirit of the world. Just go ahead, sir. You know, they, they tell me around here, you hardly get somebody to read the bulletin boards. Put things on the bulletin boards, don't read them. Put them out of that thing concerned. The things that concern your Christian trade. And as a whole in this school, it's pretty good in having consideration for others, but some people, you know, uh, don't have, have consideration for other folks in their comforts and so forth no. So you can't even take your handbooks down, familiarize yourself with what's in the handbook. Don't you don't even know the rules of the school. And those rules, every one of them is built on a Christian principle for your training as much as your science, your English, your language. Every rule in this school is as essential to your training as any class you take. And as far as that's concerned, the regulations in this school are really more essential to your character than the academic subjects you take. They're begging to build you up and to make you somebody. Paul said, uh, I, I said, I put my body on you. Paul did. Paul, that man of God, I take myself in control. So now, Paul, you be a good boy. Don't feel like going over yonder, but you know, you better get up and go. You haven't got a sermon ready, Paul. You better get one. I know you don't feel, yeah, I don't feel like it. I'm tired. My back's awfully sore. Beat me up last night, but but I got to preach to those people. Let me let me do a little praying and studying. Keep my body on. These regulations are to train you, not accidental. I read in the paper the other day, you did over here in Great Britain. Listen, now that's a terrible story coming out of England. In England, 
a country that has had law and home and discipline. They've got a school over there that's created a sensation and an associate press story brought across the ocean. Everybody does as he pleases. Boy wants to go in the girls' dormitory, asks nobody any question. Just goes on in. And the British government has become greatly concerned. It's a terrible day when that kind of condition can prevail. You saw some time ago, we talked to you about here, saw all the papers. There's an old-time school out west, Midwest, Orthodox school, where they had a big football game, doors left open. Boys rushed in there and celebrating a football game, or at least some kind of a day at campus. Rushed in there, took the girls out of their beds, took them into the bathroom, threw them in the tub. Those are the days you're living in. That's the day. You, know, you understand why we're fighting, Lord? Listen, this school could go the same way. It will go the same way if we ever begin to pat ourselves on the back and conform ourselves to the world. As long as we have convictions, stand for them, won't surrender, we won't go that way. But we can go that way. I know one school in this country, Grace Livingston Hill, told me she used to teach in that school. Grace Livingston Hill said, I, I, I mean, used to go to that school as a girl. Grace Livingston Hill said, we had revivals, I did personal work. I led them to Christ, bring preachers down and call mourners, get them saved. <laughs> They've taken over the whole behavioristic philosophy, do as you please now. One of the well-known schools in this country, just whatever you want to take, you take, whatever you want to do, you do. Gone to hell, that's all. That's always gone to hell to go that way. That's when that's when Adam and Eve went to hell when they wanted to go what they wanted to go. And no regulation, no rules in the garden. God said, Stay away from the tree. And they said, Well, we'll get up there and get one little apple. Just put off one little piece of fruit. That couldn't be so bad. Yes, it can be bad. Yes, it can be. When you came to this school, you put your name on a dotted line. You said you'd live up the rules before we took your money away. You had to agree to it. I don't read in the Bible where even Adam had an agreement with God. I don't think they signed any papers in the garden. You signed the paper here. Tried to build all the rules in this school on the word of God. And you sat down and stuck your John Henry to the paper. I don't, maybe I'm wrong, but I can't find any record where God said to Adam and Eve, now you live in this garden, yeah, but you got to sign this agreement. They, he just told them what to do. I'll tell you something, you know what, when you break a rule of this school, any kind of rule, knowing what you're doing, you're violating a solemn contract. That's the spirit of the world. You don't have to do it. Mr. Edwards told us that 1,600 students last year, that's right, went through this year school without any demerits. 1,600 of them. Listen, the past is gone. Some of us have been slipping. You were slipping before Christmas, you've been slipping recently. Much better since Christmas. But you've been slipping a little. You can slip between now and commencement. Now, we've given you a Bible conference. We've given you a real conference. You've had a great time. You've had the greatest preaching we've ever had on this platform for morale building. It's been the best morale-building preaching we've ever had on this campus. Now I want to ask you something. 
if you love God Almighty and you've got anything to you, let's keep the record clean now to close the school year. You don't have to get a demerit. If you do it, there's just something wrong with your head or your heart. You don't have to get it. Now, I'm going to be in Scotland. I think Bob's going to be in and out, but here part-time. Dr. Parker's here, dean of men here, dean of students here, dean of women here, faculty's here. I'm praying, as the founder of this institution, that we can have one last close-out of the year with the cleanest, whitest record we've ever had. We can have it. We can have it. Listen. Just seven and a half weeks of a clean, wonderful record. Some of you are crazy in love. You're just in love. Your heart's got you. Listen, nothing wrong to be in love. But whenever your emotions control you, there's something wrong with you. Your emotions are not to control you. Grace of God is supposed to control you. Men kill people because they're controlled by emotions. Girls go to hell because they're controlled according to emotion. If your emotions dominate your life, your emotions will damn you. If you haven't got enough character to be in love and stand steady, you're in bad fix. Let's make a record now to close with you. I'm asking you to do it. I'm pleading with you. Let's have the best, most spiritual record we've ever had in the school. Let's see if we can't set up our standards and let the whole world know that this institution is not going to be tolerant of anything. It isn't right. We're not going to conform to the world. Others can do as they please. We're not responsible for them. Listen, it's our concern about what they do, but not our responsibility. But this is our responsibility. We're pleading with you. As I've never before in the history of this school appealed to you. I appeal to you now. I whispered to Dr. Parker while going on the platform. I said, Dr. Parker, it's my opinion that the next seven and a half weeks are going to be crisis weeks in this school. I, I think if we can go through this next seven and a half weeks in a great, wonderful spiritual stimulation with a great deal of intelligence and practical, concentrated effort, we'll have to close out the greatest year we've ever had. And we'll lay a foundation for next year. It's springtime. The flowers are blooming. The birds are singing. It's the atmosphere of, well, it's the outdoor atmosphere. But now you ought to have enough Christian faith and character to just take yourself in hand and hold yourself. You can do it. Be not conformed to this world. You let God set the standards for you. From now the close of the year.